Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Live from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Wednesday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all of our great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS, number to jump on in, 855-212-4227. You could always get at me. On Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb. That's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. We got Ross Tucker stopping by an hour 20 from now. Dennis Dodd will join us at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific. And joining me for the next three hours, of course, as always, is Moist Mike and Stuart Kovacs. I got to start today as I'm kind of in a giving mood. Maybe it's because we're inching closer and closer to the holidays, and there's a lot of times we start this show and we'll be critical of a team or we'll be critical of an organization. Instead of being critical, I want to lend a helping hand today to three organizations in the NFL. The Bears, the Commanders, and the Buffalo Bills. The Chicago Bears are trending towards a reset. The Commanders, who are in a bye week right now, they should have fired Ron Rivera the other day, they should have allowed Eric Bieniemy to take over the team and coach the team for their final four or five games of the season and just give him an audition as the interim head coach. I don't know if Bieniemy will get that job. I don't know if Bieniemy should get that job, but I know Ron Rivera's better days as a good, competent NFL head coach are behind him. He is no longer a coach, even though I love Ron Rivera a lot as a human being, that you would want on your sidelines coaching your team. So I don't think there's any harm. I don't think there is any risk for a guy who has done enough in the NFL for a bare minimum to go get an interim head coaching job in Eric Bieniemy and just see how he runs a team and what the team looks like coming out of the bye for the final month of the season. But the commanders... They want to be patient. I think Josh Harris probably believes that even though he just got there, he owes something to Ron Rivera, and he wants to go about this the right way, the classy way, and not get rid of Ron Rivera until the conclusion of the season because Ron had to put up with a lot of crap when Daniel Snyder was the owner of this team, and he basically became the spokesperson for the Washington Commanders. And then finally, it's the Buffalo Bills who are coming out of a bye week, Buffalo has an enormous game up against the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Their season is on the line. 
Their season is on life support. And I said this the other day, for Buffalo to have a chance to make the playoffs, they got five games remaining on their schedule. They got to go four and one. And if they don't go four and one, they're going to be on the outside looking in come playoff time because you don't go four and one. I'm not great at math, but six plus four gets you to 10. You don't have 10 wins in the AFC this year. I think it's going to be tough for you to make the uh, postseason. So when I look at those three teams, how do we fix them? How do we provide some solutions to make sure that in future years, they're not in a position where it's all righty, you got to fire the GM, you got to fire the coach, you got to get a a new player on the offense side of the ball, you got to get a new player on the defensive side of the ball. Let's start with the Bears. I think the Bears are a three-step process. It's coach, it's quarterback, and then it's go get another playmaker with your other first-round pick. So I think the easy thing to say is go get Jim Harbaugh. But then I read a report, the president we know of the Bears used to run the Big Ten. Harbaugh and Warren had a rocky relationship. And even though there's been a lot of reports out there that Harbaugh would love to go to the Bears and uh, the Bears would love Jim Harbaugh, this was the first report that I did see that speculated, even though a lot of people assume Jim Harbaugh will be the next Bears coach or they're putting that out there, that that relationship or that plane ride may never get off the ground because of a previous relationship with the old Big Ten commissioner and Jim Harbaugh, which was reportedly very rocky. So let's not just go for the big fish. If the big fish doesn't want to go to Chicago and the big fish isn't a fit with the Chicago Bears, I will give you a name in division. And you got to remember, I think this would be a popular hire, but you got to remember all the time when it comes to coaching hires, the popular hire isn't always the right hire. Like when Nick Sirianni got hired, when Dan Campbell got hired, a lot of people were like, who the heck is that? What the heck are Nick Sirianni and Dan Campbell doing to go get a head coaching job? Mike McDaniel, who? And all three of those guys have worked where the Lions last year got hot at the end of the season. Now they're one of the better teams in the NFC. You see Mike McDaniel. He has a team that's at nine wins with the Miami Dolphins and Nick Sirianni coaching a Super Bowl last year. So this would be a popular hire. And just because it's a popular hire doesn't mean that it's going to be wrong. But Ben Johnson, I think you adapt. And when you look at the Chicago Bears, you need to kind of imitate what another team in your division did. And that's the Lions. The Lions were down and out for years. The Lions have been a laughingstock, a dreadful organization. And now they have a leader in place and they have a team that I don't even want to say they have elite talent and they're one of the better teams in the NFC. So I would adopt from now the Lions way if I am Chicago and I would hire the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions in Ben Johnson. And you don't always have to hire an offensive mind. But in this case, it would make sense because not only is that offensive mind going to have to coach a new quarterback that you're going to be picking with the first overall pick in all likelihood. But when you see someone like Ben Johnson, he also comes from that Lions staff that had to build from the ground up, and they did so in NFL terms rather quickly. So Bears hire Ben Johnson. Caleb Williams, draft him with the number one overall pick. And 
I do think Williams is the best quarterback in this draft. And maybe this isn't the way that you should approach it. But because Drake May, and this may sound stupid, but because Drake May played at UNC and you took a quarterback at two overall just a few years ago with a totally different regime, as that was the Ryan Grixon and uh, Matt Nagy regime, I don't think you could hear, or I think uh, Nagy then came the year after, but regardless, I don't think you could draft Drake May just because it would be another UNC quarterback going to the Bears like what they did with Mitch Trubisky. So take who I think is the best quarterback available in Caleb Williams at one. You have the number one overall pick because the Panthers stink. Hire Ben Johnson from the Lions. And then here's a message to Chicago. Stop winning. Four wins is enough. No more wins this year because the more you win on your own, you will push yourself down the draft board. And the Bears right now are at five, and maybe they could move up from five to three, or on your own, you could find a way to move up the ladder if you keep on losing. My three-step plan for the Bears this offseason, Ben Johnson as head coach, then you bring in Caleb Williams as the quarterback number one overall, and then with that second pick that you have in the first round, Maserati Marv, as Gus Johnson would call him. Go get um, Marvin Johnson. You bring him in one offseason, Ben Johnson, Caleb Williams, and Marvin Harrison Jr., it's the first time in a long time that Bears fans could actually be optimistic and actually be hopeful, and that hopefulness could actually translate into victories and have some realistic long-term success with the Bears. All righty, next up, the Commanders. Remember earlier when I just said, just because it's a popular hire, just because it's a splashy hire, it doesn't mean it's the right hire? That's my biggest fear with the Commanders. You have a new owner in Josh Harris who has a great background in sports as an owner in the NBA and an owner um, in hockey as well in the NHL. My big fear is they're just going to try to get the biggest name out there or the name that will resonate with the fan base the most. And when you do that, it doesn't always translate to success. So I would make a safe and right hire in a guy that has been around a winning organization or a winning winning culture, I should say, for the last few seasons and is deserving, is a leader of men, is a defensive-minded coach, and he's going to have to pick the right offensive coordinator and a guy that the last two years, he should have already been an NFL head coach, and that's Lou Anarumo. The commander should hire. It wouldn't be met with like a standing ovation. It wouldn't be sexy. It wouldn't get like a lot of number one segments on shows, but you don't need to do that in order to win football games. And Lou Anarumo would be the antithesis of what the commanders have done for so many years when it's just hiring a big name for the sake of hiring a big name. And I think Lou Anarumo with Josh Harris would bring some respect back to that organization and they would go about things the right way. And when they had Rivera, and I know he's uh, still the head coach, but the problem with Ron was they won that division early on, below 500, and then Ron was like, oh, we got to build the roster, then find the quarterback, then they selected the wrong quarterback, going with Carson Wentz, which I never understood that move, and then it's like, oh, we got to rebuild the roster. This roster is not, like, they need work, but it's not like you have nothing there. You have Terry McLaurin. You have Jahan Dotson. You have Brian Robinson Jr. I don't know if Sam Howell's your guy. 
And we'll see who remains for the defense. You just got rid of Chase Young. You just traded away Montez Sweat as well. But you bring in Luana Rumo, who the Bengals like have some talent, but they don't have great talent on the defensive side of the ball. And look at the way that that defense has played the last few years. Bring in Lou, get a new GM, and build this thing the right way. And then finally, the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if they'll fire Sean McDermott. But if you don't make the playoffs, Sean McDermott should not be back as the head coach. And I'm a big-time fan of Sean McDermott. But he has taken the Bills, I think, as far as he could individually take them. And he has done a wonderful job in building this house up. But now you need to fine-tune the house. And for the last two years, the Bills have not run the football enough with guys outside of the name of Josh Allen. So I would do two things this this offseason. I go get Jim Harbaugh. And I've been saying this since week one of the season when they lost to the Jets. Jim Harbaugh is the definition of what I would think of as a Buffalo Bills coach uh, and the way that he looks. Like he's just quirky. He fits that city. He is all football. And he knows how to win. And he also knows how to run the football. Now, I don't want to completely take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands because that would be the definition of insanity. But they keep on saying Josh has to do this. Josh has to do that. Josh has to know when to, to slide. And Josh has to know when to throw the ball away. And we got to find a way for Josh not to be the entire offense. But the play calling doesn't suggest that that's the way that they coach. And maybe James Cook could be a solid running back. And I think he shows some spurts just like how uh, Devin Motor Singletary has uh, uh, in the past showed some signs of being a successful running back as well. So I'm not saying totally get rid of James Cook, but you bring in Jim Harbaugh. We've seen what Jim Harbaugh's been able to do with Blake Corum. We've seen what he's been able to do at Michigan with Donovan Edwards. And I don't think you go to fully being a run-first offense because that would be stupid with Josh Allen as your quarterback, but you would run the ball a little bit more. And you need another big back in there. And there is a back that's entering free agency that is getting up there in age, but he's still very productive. And maybe you could get him on the cheap where you give him a two, three-year deal and you just load up the contract with some guaranteed money. I go get King Henry, Derrick Henry. Imagine the Buffalo Bills with Jim Harbaugh as the head coach, Josh Allen as your quarterback. Your two running backs are Derrick Henry and James Cook. You would have your, your tight end, be Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, who's coming along now, and your other two wide receivers would be Gabe Davis, and then your first wide receiver would be Stephon Diggs. That is a nightmare red zone matchup for opposing teams. That would be what the Buffalo Bills should do this offseason. That would be my two-step plan. Hire Jim Harbaugh and get Derrick Henry, and then the Bills could get back into the Super Bowl contending conversation. All righty, this is Zach Yelp Show on CBS Sports Radio. What should the Bears, Commanders, Bills, or maybe another team that you have on your mind do this offseason to get them back to their winning ways? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll take a break. It is a Wednesday right here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. So when we come on back, I have my top five teams in college football in the NFL. It'll take five Wednesday when we return in five minutes. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it is the zach gelb show on cbs sports radio not that we really care about the pro bowl games but i do find the results here fascinating in the early voting for the pro bowl games this year who do you think are the two players that lead all players fan voting for the 2024 Pro Bowl games. Stu, would you like uh, one guess here? Who do you think is the top dog players in fan voting, uh, the top two vote getters right now? Travis Kelsey. That would be incorrect, but I like where your cabeza is at because of the Taylor (laughs) Swift connection. You know, Samter, this is really insufferable. I I like Taylor Swift. I like Taylor Swift's fans, but Stu is too much of a Swifty, I'm starting to realize. I put him on the spot, and right away, he goes to Travis Kelsey because he's obsessed with Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, the great Taylor Swift. We've I gone disagree. a little too he far. Went with, he went with Travis Kelsey because it was a brilliant guess. I mean, anyone could say Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts or something. Neither would be this- right. But, like, Tyreek Hill, you could say, but he's thinking outside the box. Wouldn't be right, Tyreek. 
I know, but he's thinking outside the box. I like his thought. Yeah, that that was a an erudite little prediction there yeah. by Stu Kovacs, how, how but about it was wrong. Dak Prescott. That would also be incorrect. Interesting. One quarterback, or both quarterbacks, are actually in the AFC. Both are in the AFC. Do 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 do. We're doing a little Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence. To a tongue of Aloha. For Samter's two guesses, survey says, Stu? To a tongue of Aloha. Ding, 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 ding. See, you were on to those crazy fan bases because you have obviously the Swifties and then you have the Tua non. Tua is the top vote getter right now in fan voting. For the Pro Bowl games. We got to get the second here. And I think the second is going to be tough to get clearly. But if you use your brain a little bit, I think you'll be able to get it. Would you guys need a hint? Just wondering. I mean, I can guess every starting quarterback. I'm yeah, not but gonna... that's not fun. I'll give you one more guess each. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron what are you, a jet hunk now again all of a sudden? I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking weird <laughs> fan voting stuff. Doesn't matter if he's playing or not. Four games in, they'll vote. Now, hold on. I think Stu is going to get this here. Wait, this is AFC or NFC? This is the entire league. Entire league. Were you about to guess an, an AFC player? I was about to guess an NFC player. That would be incorrect. Okay. I would not go to the NFC. Okay. I would I would highly advise staying in the AFC. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I... We talk about this guy a lot. A lot. Russell Wilson? No. Justin Herbert. No. Josh Allen? No. Come on, guys. He's having a monster season. CJ Stroud. There we go. A rookie. I like it. Okay, good. See, but not someone that you would think of right away for the Pro Bowl because in all of our minds. We other quarterbacks ahead of them. Well, also, like, (laughs) a lot of times when it comes to the Pro Bowl, we do what the NBA does. It's like, oh, you got to earn your stripes and you got to be in the league a few years before we put you in this uh, prestigious honor, which no one ever ends up watching anyway uh, in these Pro Bowl games right now. So I thought that was interesting. Tuatunga Vailoa, according to Ian Rappaport, leads all players in fan voting for the 2024 Pro Bowl games with C.J. Stroud. Currently in second, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We opened the show talking about plans to fix the Bears, Commanders, and Buffalo Bills. Uh, let's go to Adrian and Maryland next up on CBS Sports Radio. Yo, Adrian. Yo, Zach, what's up, buddy? Doing great, hey, Adrian. Got, what do you got? I got a notion for, I got a notion for the Bears. I, I think go ahead and keep Fields because then you got the option here, right? The fifth-year option for them. And then you trade down with that number one pick and get some more picks, get some offensive linemen, and then uh, you get Marvinson Harrison with the, the pick that you already own. Um, I think they, they got to let Fields. I mean, he, he's getting better. If he can stay healthy, he can be, he can be a decent quarterback. Yeah, but uh, here's the thing, though. Decent quarterbacks in the NFL, Adrian, uh, that doesn't work. And when you are a decent quarterback, you get paid – like you're a really good quarterback. I still think Justin Fields could be a good quarterback in the NFL. Let me be clear about that. But it's not working in Chicago because the timeline only allows him, like Adrian pointed out, two years. You're already three years in. You got to make that fifth-year option decision. So even if you pick up the fifth-year option, you have two years remaining, but you keep him, you signify he's the guy, then he's going to want a new contract. So I think it's the perfect time to trade him. You'll still be able to get something from him because your organization is just synonymous with uh, quarterbacks and just messing up quarterbacks' careers. 
So some team will give you a second-round pick for him, and I don't think you could trade back-to-back years out of that number one spot. I don't. And they did so uh, last year, and it worked, and they got a King Ransom back from the Carolina Panthers for it, and this pick that they have number one overall is from that trade where they didn't take Bryce Young and they moved back. But a new regime coming in, most likely, a new GM, a new head coach, they're going to want to make the decision with the number one overall pick, and that's not going to be to trade it. You trade Fields, uh, you hire uh, like Ben Johnson, you draft Caleb Williams, and you hope that Marvin Harrison Jr. is still there uh, with your other uh, potential top five pick. All righty, it is a Wednesday on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Let's get to a little Take 5 Wednesday. As the dust settles from last week's games, it's time to look at which teams are rising and which are falling. Zach ranks his top five NFL and college football teams on this week's edition of Take 5, only on the Zach Gelb Show. All righty, I will start with the NFL. We've done a lot of college this week, so let me go with the NFL first. In at number five, I still don't think this team can get to the Super Bowl. And they have not beat a great team yet this season. So there is some skepticism, but there's skepticism with a lot of teams this year. I got to put the Miami Dolphins in at five. Because this may be a year where you just may have to be good, not great, to find a way to get to the Super Bowl. And even though in a big spot, I still don't trust Tua Tunga-Vailoa like what happened up against the Kansas City Chiefs. You have so much offense with Tua as your quarterback. Devon Achan now getting back and healthy. We know Tyree Kill should win the MVP of the league. We'll see if the voters end up doing that. You have Jalen Waddell as well. That offense usually shows up. And in a year where there hasn't been a lot of complete teams, I do believe that that Phillips injury is enormous because I thought he had to be one of their MVPs for them to get to a Super Bowl. But I'll put them in at the five spot. Number four. It's the drama Dallas choking Cowboys. First off, well wishes uh, to Mike McCarthy. I saw he had appendicitis. So Dan Quinn right now is the acting head coach. And McCarthy's expected to get back there on Sunday. But this Dallas Cowboys team, similarly to the Dolphins, they beat the snot out of the bad teams and they can't beat the good teams. They got smacked by the 49ers. They played okay well up against the Eagles, but they still lost the game. They just beat the Seahawks, so give them credit to that. But I'll put the Cowboys in at number four. Number three, as long as this man stays healthy, there is a great chance that he'll play in his first Super Bowl this year. And that's Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens. Number two, I know this team just got blown out. It's only their second loss of the season. They are 10-2 and right now. They have a big game coming up on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys, where if the Cowboys win in Jerry's world on their home turf, we now may look at the Cowboys differently. The Eagles win on the road. I think we settled down on some of the Eagles' criticism that did derive from Sunday, but Philly's in at number two. And then in at number one, fair is fair. When healthy, no one has been able to stop this team. Brock Purdy's playing awesome football. Christian McCaffrey should be an MVP candidate. I know a lot of people are rocking out with their Brock out, making the MVP case for Brock Purdy. You got Debo Samuel, who I know doesn't like me, but I'll admit he's a heck of a wide receiver. And we all know that Brandon Ayuk is a really solid player. Kittle's great. And that defense is just absolutely awesome. And you have a really good coach in Kyle Shanahan. So those are my five teams this week. Dolphins in at five, Cowboys in at four, Ravens three, Eagles two, 
And then the 49ers in at one. Moist Mike, you're shaking your head. I know why you're shaking your head. What say you? Speak now, forever hold your peace. I mean, I don't want to call you insane, but you might actually be losing your marbles. Yes. To not have the person my Kansas dressed City as a homeless Chiefs. person today calling me insane uh, really flies, right? Listen, I might not have a home and I might look like a hobo, <laughs> but I would have the Chiefs in my top five NFL teams. How you can leave the defending champs off this list is beyond me. I was teetering. I was back and forth. I was on the seesaw. And the offense just has not clicked. And you know what it really is? Because all year I said eventually their offense will click because you have the great Patrick Mahomes. But I, from the start, said that this defense is better than what people realize. And last week against the Packers, they made Jordan Love look like a franchise quarterback. That's starting to concern me. You know, we hyped up the Chiefs defense. You know, we've given some praise to Lions defense as well. And Jordan Love, who was like, eh, now is getting talked about as a franchise quarterback after his two performances against the Lions and the Chiefs. Eventually, I do think the Chiefs will be back in the top five, but this is a right now list. And as the weeks go on, this Chiefs team, as a team, just doesn't show up, even though they did defeat uh, the Miami Dolphins back in Germany a few weeks ago. So and Chiefs on the outside looking. And, and the other team, I mean, listen, I love the, the Dolphins and Tua as well, but the Lions are clearly the third best team in the NFC. Are they? Who's Cowboys? The, come on. Why is that a come on? The, the Cowboys and the Lions are both similar. They can't beat the great teams. Do you really trust the Cowboys more than the Lions? I think it's a 50-50 toss-up. Well, let me ask you this. Do you trust Dak Prescott or Jared Goff more? Oof. Dak, the answer, you say oof, but the answer's Dak. Do I? Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, getting carried by Sean McVay. What did he do in that Super Bowl? Three points. Doesn't matter. He got there and he had a great offense around. I mean, he he was legit. He wasn't just like a system quarterback in that, in that yes, system. Yes, he was. He was legitimately good in that offense. Yeah, because of the system that was around him. He um, was legitimately good. I, I think it's close. I'm not saying it's a it's a blowout. And I don't like to give the Cowboys any praise, but I give the Cowboys right now a slight edge over the Lions. Next team. So you give the Cowboys a slight edge over the Lions, and therefore you have the Lions and Cowboys both out of or not? No, I, I have, have the, the Cowboys, Cowboys in a four. All right, it's just it's very interesting to me. So right. I, you're asking why I don't have the Lions in yeah, there? I just I just don't understand because it. the Cowboys, Dolphins, and Lions are all similar teams. They all crush the bad teams. They have not defeated a really good team this year, and I just trust to explain this to you. Dak and Tua slightly more than I do Jared Goff in a, in a quarterback-driven league. So that's my answer on that one. All righty, let me go to college here. I'm going to preface this by saying I don't think my list is going to be popular with a lot of Florida State fans. In at number five, I'm going Georgia. Yeah, they lost the SEC championship game. It's their first loss since December 4th, 2021. Losing to Alabama is... Let's say this correctly. Not a great look for Georgia when you were planting the flag that you were the new team in college football and you were Alabama's daddy the last two years. But in the scale of the rest of the college football landscape, you only have one loss to Alabama. It's not the worst thing in the world. So Georgia in at five. Number four, Texas. Quinn Ewers playing some solid football right now. Looks like he's going to be back next year. I love the job Sark is doing. And they crushed Oklahoma State in that Big 12 championship game. I thought to myself, maybe that game will be a little bit closer than people thought. 
because of what the big spread was. Maybe they were begging you to, to lay the number because everyone loved Texas going to that game and Oklahoma State would be able to be competitive. That was the farthest thing from the truth. And at number three, everyone keeps on saying and waiting for this team to go down. They have not yet. The combination of Michael Penix and also Kalen DeBoer has been sensational. They beat Oregon twice, and Oregon, up until the results on Saturday, was one of the better teams in the country, and they had such a clean performance from start to finish until that Big 12 title game where they lost to uh, Washington once again. So Washington's in at three. This was the one that I thought about. Do I put Bama in at two, or do I stay like what the committee did and did them in the fourth spot? I put Alabama at two. Yeah, I get it. Alabama lost to Texas this year at Tuscaloosa, and they lost by 10 points. But this is a different Alabama team. And I was out in Alabama after week two. I remember doing a sportsman. I'll raise my hand. I got it wrong. I said Alabama will absolutely suffer another loss this season. The problem that Nick Saban made early in the season was he panicked. For the first time in his career, he panicked and listened to the outside noise. He listened to public pressure that wanted Jalen Milrow bench. That benching lasts one week that Milrow got back. And Milrow, even though he can improve as a thrower, He's been great running the football, and he has improved this season. And that defense is as good of a defense as there is in college football. And there's just that fear, that aura about Alabama, where it looked like they were going to get knocked out. It looked like they were done after Texas. It looked like they were done at halftime up against Tennessee. It looked like they were done against a bad Auburn team. Fourth and goal at the 31, and they just find a way to not go away. So Bama's in at two and the number one, the undefeated Big Ten champions with a lot of experience with J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, Cornelius Johnson, uh, Sandstro on the uh, defensive side of the ball, Chris Jenkins as well, uh, Colston Loveland. I will go with the Michigan Wolverines. So Georgia five, Texas four, Washington three, Alabama two, and then the Michigan Wolverines in at one. Samter, speak now forever. Hold your peace. So you apologize to Florida State fans. And listen, I don't think a lot of people outside of Florida State fans legitimately right now would have a gripe of Georgia over FSU right now mm-hmm. because of the quarterback situation. But here's my question. If Jordan Travis is healthy, where does Florida State rank on this list? Ooh, that's a great question. Two things. One, they would have been in the college football playoff. And then we would have had maybe the craziest debate ever. Because if you think Alabama-Florida State was big... The debate then would have been most likely Alabama and Texas. And I think the committee, I've been saying this all year, the committee will not leave out a one-loss SEC champion. And Bama lost to Texas. They lost, which... But Texas is ranked higher than Bama, so therefore I think maybe the committee had Texas ahead of them. And you learned a lesson this weekend, Moist Mike. Whatever the rankings are until the final weekend, don't mean Jack. Because there was a little birdie. There was someone in particular, and Stu and I talked about this. We said we weren't going to bring it up yesterday, and you think that you were going to be able to just slide right out of paying up your debts. But there was a little birdie that was in my DMs, and that was all my mentions, and they were saying, oh, Ohio State's not falling. Ohio State's going to get in over the college football playoff over Texas, and we made a dinner bet. And you made no mention of it yesterday and no mention of it until I'm bringing it up now. I I don't know what you're talking about. The bet was that Ohio State was going to leapfrog over. I don't. I can't think of anything to, to nullify the bet. No, that's I, what you said. I'm trying to find a way to nullify the bet. Yeah, kind of like what Maggie did with Andrew. I like got with the screenshots. I can't think of anything. And you know what? I went on their their SEC uh, stream for the SEC title game, and I told Maggie, may I use some profanity too, because Maggie was cursing up a storm. I told Maggie, you weaselled your way out of a bet. She weaseled her way out of a bet, and now you're being a weasel too. We got a bunch of weasels around here at CBS Sports Listen, man, Radio. McDonald's is on me. McDonald's? Who are 
are you, Jerry Jones? <laughs> you, you said Steak, a meal. baby. At you, least the burger. You said a meal. We didn't agree on who gets to pick it. I'm choosing. I'm paying. I'm picking. At least the big, fat, greasy, juicy cheeseburger. They're too thin on the, the, the burgers at McDonald's. The best I'll go is Shake Shack. All right. I'll, I'll do Shake Shack. I'll do a Shake Shack burger. A single, Pay up. not a double. Pay up. Single. No fries. Pay up. Single. Or Bobby Bacala will meet you outside the studios later tonight. I'll get my crew on you. Um, anyway, you asked me uh, where would Florida State rank on this list. They would be in the top four. Um, I would say they would be in front of Michigan. And they would be in front of Alabama and Washington. I put them in at four over Texas. I would. Anyone else here? And, of course, my team, the Ohio State Buckeyes, <laughs> yeah. who were ranked ahead of all of these teams that somehow just randomly jumped them at the last most opportune yeah. moment, my Buckeyes got screwed. No, they didn't, because all year long I was telling you, they outside of LSU and USC, they were the most overrated team in college football. Their only football. loss was on the road to the number one team in the country by one possession. Yeah. Nonsense. They, they had three games this season. An eh Penn State team, an eh Notre Dame team, and then up against an actual good team in Michigan – Michigan did not trail for a single second and McCord with the game of the line and Ohio State has a phenomenal defense this year. They have one of the more outstanding players in college football in Marvin Harrison Jr., but their quarterback failed them with an early pick and then a late pick. So that's why Ohio State's not in. They're not backing their way in. The Buckeyes aren't backing their way in for the second year in a row. All righty, that's all. Take five Wednesday on the Zach Gilb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Who would have thought when Marco Belletti got dressed today, he would not be the worst dressed person here? Usually Marco likes to point out that, and I usually think Marco looks good. To see good. You too, but yeah. but no, but but you even admit it. You go, <laughs> oh, you you dress kind of uh, sometimes like a schlub. You even say that all the time. I dress comfortable. I dress how I want to yeah. dress. Well, yes. you look like this is your black tie outfit compared to Samther today. Uh, this is the normal <laughs> t-shirt, flannel, jeans, hat. Let's go to work. <laughs> all righty, here he is, the great Marco Belletti El Capitan with the latest CBS Sports Radio update. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, get to ask us a question, and it's brought to you by our friends at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B, using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people. At O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts. You can always follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Zach Gelb. And I will be at the Heisman Trophy presentation on Saturday evening. So I'll get you some behind-the-scenes content 
from the four finalists and also your eventual winner. The four finalists are Jaden Daniels out of LSU. You have Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington, Bo Nix out of Oregon, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. out of The Ohio State University. Now, Samter, just uh, entertain me here for a second because I just got a social media tweet that brings up a, a fair point and a fair question, and I want to respond to it. But I'll just give you the numbers here of three wide receivers. And you tell me, without knowing the name, but just based off the numbers, who you think the wide receiver would be that got an invite to New York for the Heisman Trophy presentation. 86 receptions, this receiver won. 86 receptions, 1,546 yards, and 14 touchdowns. So wide receiver A, 86 receptions, 1,546 yards, and 14 touchdowns. Wide receiver B, 81 receptions, 1,383 yards, and 14 touchdowns. Or wide receiver C, 67 receptions, 1,211 yards, and 14 touchdowns. So just based off of those three wide receivers, who do you think, off just the numbers, should have been the wide receiver invited to New York for the Heisman Trophy? A, B, or C? I mean, just from numbers, but yes. numbers, you know, don't tell the just whole story. Numbers. But just numbers, obviously the first one. He had the most reception, the most yards, and the most touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So that's Malik Neighbors. So, LSU. Yes, of LSU. Troy Franklin was receiver B out of Oregon, and then three was Marvin Harrison Jr. out of uh, The Ohio State. So I just got this tweet from Lugnut, who's a big uh, listener to the show in Oregon. And he goes, I know overall he's better, but what are we doing with Harrison Jr. being a Heisman finalist? Both Neighbors and Troy Franklin had better seasons. This is just because he has the name, right? Let me just answer the question this way. And I like Lugnut a lot. Good listener and good social media presence. It's not just because he has the name. It's because Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best wide receiver in the sport. And not only that, let's do this exercise. The quarterback of LSU throwing the football to Malik Neighbors. He's Jaden Daniels. The odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, The quarterback throwing the football to Oregon's wide receiver, Troy Franklin, is Bo Nix. He is a Heisman Trophy finalist. The quarterback throwing the football to Ohio State's Marvin Harrison Jr., Kyle McCord, who, oh yeah, by the way, just put himself in the transfer portal because either he knew Ohio State was bringing someone in in the transfer portal at quarterback or he wasn't guaranteed his starting position for next year. And it's not even close with the quarterback Bo Nixes, the quarterback that Jaden Daniels is as well. And Jaden Daniels having like a historical season in the sport that those two guys' receivers are going to have better numbers just naturally. Because Kyle McCord is like a fine quarterback, is an above-average quarterback, but he's not an elite college football player like Bo Nix and Jaden Daniels are. And those receivers, who both had great individual seasons. Like, don't get me wrong. You still have to have the individual greatness to be anywhere close to getting those numbers, but it's not an evenly weighted scale when you look at who was throwing the football to Marvin Harrison Jr. If you look at the overall yards per game for offenses, LSU number one in the nation, 
Oregon number two in the nation, Ohio State 37 in the nation. Mm. So clearly the LSU and Oregon offenses were just kind of like spread wide open, big play offenses. And those two receivers, while great, got to benefit from them. And that's why we see a lot in college sports. You know, these guys put up these ridiculous numbers. doesn't mean that they're the better receiver or the better player. Clearly, Marvin Harrison, when you just put him on a field, was just dominating and was just a man among boys. And you could just tell by watching he was the best receiver in the sport. And it's not like Ohio State doesn't. I know they dealt with some injuries. Like, they had a lot of other talent around him with Henderson, the running back, Abuka, the other wide receiver, too. But go back and watch the Michigan game. Like, that game shouldn't have been as close as what the final score indicated. The only reason why it was close was because Marvin Harrison Jr., who they didn't even use enough in the game, and he still went for, like, what, four or five catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. He was the lone player and the lone source of offense for Ohio State that day that kept Mich- that kept Ohio State in the game up against Michigan. So that's a perfect example why my main man, Bill Belichick, gets in front of the podium and says, stats are for losers, stats are for losers. Because stats tell a story, and clearly the stats, and this is not knocking neighbors or Franklin, they're incredible wide receivers. But stats don't tell the entire story. And there's no doubt about it, my preeminent wide receiver in college football this year is Marvin Harrison Jr. So that's why he's a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, and Troy Franklin and Malik Neighbors aren't because of who the quarterback was. And look how still great the stats were for Marvin Harrison Jr. All right, this is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break. When we come on back, uh, who are three NFL teams that I'm buying stock in for the final four or five weeks of the season? Also, is Alabama the most feared team in the playoff? And did Michigan get screwed with their first-round matchup? We'll discuss on the other side. Ross Tucker still to come at 4.20 p.m. Eastern and Dennis Dodd at 5.20 p.m. Eastern. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.